Matthew chapter 27. The text for this evening is the verse 54. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done they feared greatly saying truly this was the Son of God they were hard uncouth unfeeling men those Roman soldiers to them the man on the middle cross was just another common criminal to them he was just another malefactor they were hardened men those Roman soldiers to them that day at Golgotha was like any other day what did they care that the one nailed to the middle cross was God's only begotten son what did they care that he had healed the sick wrought miracles he had raised the dead what did they care what did they care that he was an innocent man they had a job to do they intended to carry it out what did they care that the blood they shed that day when they nailed the son of God to the center tree what did they care that the blood that flowed was the blood of Emmanuel that was God manifest in flesh and they have nailed to that center tree but sure what did they care they'd done it before no doubt they had taken pleasure in doing it before and nailing men to a cross well and those men those Roman soldiers didn't care that day heaven cared heaven cared because the sun was ripped in darkness for a period of three hours Yes, and something happened in the temple also. For the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And when the Savior cried again with a loud voice and yielded up the ghost, the earth shook, and the rocks were rent. The earth shook. According to our text, the centurion was shaken as well. 
he and the soldiers with him they were shaken when they saw what had taken place what they had seen what they had heard for me read then the centurion and they that were with them watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done they feared greatly feared greatly saying truly this truly without a doubt assuredly this was the son of God I want to look at this centurion tonight it's part of our series of the lesser knowns that we meet with in the scripture lesser knowns what do you know about the centurion we want to look at him this t tonight let us consider then this centurion at the cross want to look first of all at the conduct of the centurion the conduct a Roman centurion was one who commanded a hundred man division hence the name centurions were usually career officers hardened men of war and the war that this centurion was involved in that day was against God what they did that day on Golgotha's hill was an action against God and against God's son for there he and the other Roman soldier nailed God's son to the center tree. Yet, when we look at this centurion, we think of many who are like him even today. That's right. Many are like this centurion today. Many battle against God. They're engaged in a war against God and against Christ and against His Word. They resist the strivings of the Holy Spirit of God as they sit under the preaching of the Gospel of Christ. How many times have they rejected God's Son? For every time that Christ is presented to them in the gospel and they reject Christ, what do they say? They say, away with him. Away with him. I will not have this man to rule over me. There are centurions in every church. those who battle against God those who resist <coughs> the working <coughs> of the Holy Spirit and they resist the truth of 
God's word. <coughs> so it was with this centurion. For you see, wickedness and rejection of Christ comes in different forms. But it's all the same thing, sin. The sin of rejecting Christ. That's what that centurion did that day when he nailed the Son of God to that tree. What did he care who he was? As well as his wickedness, we see also his watching. His watching. We're told there in our text, and when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done they feared greatly saying truly this was the son of God their wickedness you will need to look there at those verses from verse, verse 27 down to verse 30 Can anyone read those words, those verses? Without those words touching your heart? For there we have a description of the wickedness of that centurion and those soldiers who were with him. What did they do? They stripped him. Put him to an open shame. Planted a crown of thorns. Put it upon his head. A ring in his right hand. They bowed the knee before him. They mocked him. Saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spit upon him. They took the reed. they smote him on the head we pointed out before the word there they smote him is a word in the present continuous tense it means they smote him again and again and again and again they didn't just smite him once but they did it repeatedly they repeated the smiting of the son of God and every action of that centurion and those soldiers with him was a cold-hearted rejection of the Lord Jesus. And however Christ is rejected, however he is rejected, it is a sin. Here we have the centurion and we've seen and read how he rejected Christ, nailed him to a cross. People sit in a gospel meeting and have the gospel preached to them and have the cross work of Christ preached to them and they go out of the church building rejecting Christ who are just as guilty as that centurion. Because they do the same thing. They reject the Lord. When you think of it, 
the centurion rejected Christ once the Lord was nailed to the cross that day and the centurion was involved in the Savior's death but that was it and yet again there are those who sit in gospel preaching churches and they reject Christ week after week after week after week surely greater will be their condemnation greater will be their condemnation when they stand before a thrice holy God their wickedness what they did to the Lord they're watching we're told in verse 36 sitting down they watched him there and then we read in our verse 54 now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus So we see that the centurion played his part in the crucifixion of Christ. It wasn't a case of him coming upon the scene afterwards. No, he was one of those soldiers that arrested Christ and stripped Christ and crowned him with thorns and beat him with a rod and spat upon him and smote him and mocked him the centurion that's right he played his part we're told that sitting down they watched him there and in their text we're told he was one of those who sat down and watched him there for however long they watched him they were acquainted with all that took place that day at Calvary. And I am sure there are many today again in gospel preaching churches. And they are fully acquainted with what took place that day at Calvary because they've had the cross preached to them perhaps for years they're familiar with the events of Calvary because they've heard Calvary preached so many many times they're so familiar with the events especially what took place regarding the one on the center tree they're so familiar they could tell the story themselves that's right they could tell the story of the cross themselves they could tell you how Christ was stripped they can tell you 
about the crown of thorns. They can tell you about the beatings and how he was smitten, how he was spat upon. They can tell you about the mockings and how they smote him on the head. It's all familiar because they've heard it so many times. They've had the gospel preached to them so many times and yet and yet they have never bowed the knee at the, at the cross. They've never bowed the knee at the cross repented of their sin and sought Christ for a cleansing of their sin by his blood through the faithful preaching of Christ and the faithful preaching of the cross and the gospel over years they have been longer at the cross as it were than that centurion for every Sabbath day when the word is preached they're brought to the cross and the next Sabbath and the next Sabbath and the next Sabbath and it's gone on for years said already their condemnation will be greater they've had every opportunity to repent every opportunity to receive Christ as Saviour. They've been there through the preaching of the Word so many times. And yet they've been like those who were at Calvary that day, shaking their heads. They passed by. Is it nothing to you? all ye that pass by behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow which is done unto me wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger those words in Lamentation 1 and 12 might as well have come from the lips of Christ spoken to those they through the preaching of the gospel they're brought to Calvary but what do they do? they pass by and the Lord says is it nothing to you all ye that pass by? behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow as well as the wickedness and what they did to Christ this centurion and his cohorts and the watching sitting down they watched him there for hours watched him there and you have their witnessing what they witnessed so sitting down they watched him there what did they witness that day what did they witness over those hours that they sat there 
No doubt they had done that before with other victims of crucifixion. They sat down to be entertained. These were Roman soldiers, hard hearted, callous, cold Roman soldiers. Sitting down, they watched them there. What did they witness? They witnessed their sufferings. I, the Savior, suffered that day. No one will ever know. No one. But no one will ever know. How deep were the waters crossed? How dark was the night? The Lord passed through. Very fine, the sheep that was lost. Sure did he tell us that he trod the wine press alone. Those soldiers would have seen the sufferings of the Son of God. For Christ suffered like no one ever suffered. No one, not no one. Because the Lord Jesus that day was suffering for all the sins of his chosen people. All the sins of his elect were placed upon him. And the Father judged his Son for all the sins that he bore that day. The centurion and those with him saw his sufferings. They witnessed something else. They witnessed his silence. Surely he must have noticed that the one in that center tree was different from all others they had ever crucified. No cursing, no swearing came from his lips. Instead, he suffered in silence. He was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth they witnessed his suffering they witnessed his silence they witnessed his supplication no I believe they never would have seen one crucified like this one who actually prayed for those who crucified him. Think of it. Here you have this centurion. And he played his part in crucifying the Savior. He played his part in mocking the Savior and spitting upon the Savior. And yet, he heard that day the Lord Jesus pray for him. Along with all the others. Father, forgive them. Who's he talking about? 
is he praying for? He's praying for all those that have taken Christ and crucified him that day and treated him so inhumanly. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He heard the Savior pray. He heard the Savior pray for him. And yet, he remained unmoved. Reminds me of many a mother and father. Many a loved one who prays for a husband or a wife or a son or a daughter who's not saved. And they know, they know they are being prayed for. But they remain unmoved. They don't give it a thought. That a mother or father, a husband or a wife, is burdened for them and praying for them they never give it a thought like this centurion Christ prayed for them never give it a thought as well as the conduct of the centurion <coughs> that leads us to the concern of the centurion Much more took place after the centurion and the others took their places before the cross. We read there in verse 50, And when he had cried with a loud voice and yielded up the ghost, behold, the veil of the temple was rendered twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, came out of the graves and his res after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto them. Then we read, Now when the centurion and they that were with them watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things. The earthquake and those things. We are told they feared greatly. So the quake not only shook the earth, but it shook the centurion and those who were with him. <clears throat> you know, sometimes that's what it takes. It takes a personal earthquake to shake individuals out of their lethargy. Here we see first of all the group because we're told in our text the centurion and they that were with him the other Roman soldiers When they saw the earthquake and those other things were told 
they feared greatly. That word fear, the word fear means they were terrified. So this wasn't any, as it were, any ordinary kind of fear. They were terrified. What they had seen and heard and witnessed terrified them. Yea, terrified them greatly. So they weren't such hard men after all. They weren't such hard men after all. The earthquake had terrified them. But then they weren't in control anymore. No, they weren't in control anymore. While they sat there before the cross watching Jesus, they were in control. They had nailed the Son of God to the tree. They were the Roman soldiers. This man was a centurion. Nobody would tell him what to do. He was in control. Indeed, that word watching, sitting down, they watched him there. The word watching means to guard. They were guarding him. They were in control, as it were, and they were guarding the Son of God when the earthquake shook that was something beyond their control and they feared greatly you know for some that's what it's going to take those who hear the gospel sit under the preaching of the gospel week after week after week go out of God's house and go home and go back to the old ways going to take an earthquake to shake them to their foundation and for them to call upon God for salvation as well as the group we notice the guilt. So often when one of life's earthquakes strikes, the sin of the individual comes up before you. Oh, they sail along through life. Nothing to worry about until an earthquake hits them. What do they say? What did I do to deserve this? Begin to think about their life and what they've done. What have I what did I do to deserve this? Begin to think about their sin. The sin that was in their lives, they begin to pray, even though maybe they've never prayed before. 
just like the Philippine jailer. An earthquake shook him. And the jailer began to pray. I wonder had he ever prayed before. When that earthquake came, he sprang in and went into two prisoners whom he knew were men of God, Paul and Silas. And he came before them trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Is that interesting? Talked about being saved. Had he ever talked like that before? I would doubt it. What must I do to be saved? I need to be saved. This earthquake had shaken him to his foundation. What do I do? I need to be saved. Well, we all know what Paul and Silas told him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Saved. As I said last week, a good old-fashioned Bible word. Saved. Christ Jesus came into the world to seek and to save. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And here the Philippian jailer said, What must I do to be saved? He was told. To all listening to the meeting tonight and this message tonight, do you need to be saved? Are you going to wait until an earthquake hits? You'll face that earthquake alone. Believe. Believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. As well as their, the group centurion and the men with them and their guilt we notice their grief the grief of these men yes we are told that the centurion and those that were with them feared greatly terrified they were they were terrified but they recognized that the earthquake was an act of God. Here was something, as was said, was outside their control. Uh, but that was only a foretaste of a greater earthquake. that God has promised will come one day. Revelation chapter 6 There we read of a great earthquake Revelation 6 and verse 12 and behold when he had opened the sixth seal lo there was a great earthquake 
and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood and the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and every island were moved out of their places it's an earthquake alright and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bond man and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains why? said to the mountains and rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne for the great day of his wrath is come the great day the wrath of the Lamb is come that is an earthquake sadly many They've been brought to Calvary through the preaching of the gospel and the preaching of the cross. Many will experience that earthquake on that great day of judgment. That's right. Because every time the gospel was preached, the response was, away with him. Away with him. I will not have this man to rule over me. And of the number there, the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bond man, and every free man. Over there. And every Christ rejected. Doesn't matter who they are where they come from every Christ rejecter over there the great day of God's wrath has come don't need to be there revelation speaks of the lamb from the wrath of the lamb Christ is the Lamb. And there is salvation through the blood of the Lamb. And that blood is available today. Conduct of the centurion, concern of the centurion. <clears throat> Finally, we have the confession of the centurion. We see here and the amazing change that took place in this man. He was one who sat down and watched the Lord. He was one who led those soldiers to crucify the Lord. But now there's a change. For we are told that when the centurion and they that were with them watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly. 
saying truly this was the son of God there in that instant the centurion recognized what he had done no this was no ordinary criminal this was not a malefactor this was the son of God this was the promised Messiah there you have his realization we are told that he feared greatly when he saw the earthquake and he certainly recognized it as an act of God for over in Luke's gospel in the chapter 23 we read there in verse 47 and when the centurion saw what was done he glorified God saying truly this was a righteous man and there in that instant this centurion realized he had crucified a righteous man like Judas remember what Judas said I have betrayed the innocent blood and here this centurion realized he had crucified an innocent man. Truly this was a righteous man. And all that he had done that day was against God and against God's Son. All that others would recognize the same truth as well they're not fighting against the preacher they're not fighting against the prayers of those who love them they're not fighting against those who give them a gospel track fighting against God centurion realized that that day for every Christ rejecting sinner is as guilty as that centurion was yes he nailed Christ to the cross but isn't that what people do today every time they reject Christ they have a nail in their hand and a hammer and they drive in the nails and they hammer nail Christ to the cross they're just as guilty just as guilty there's only one there's only one way of escape of the condemnation of God and that is through the blood of Christ what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus well as his realization we have his recognition there and then he recognized the one 
true identity of the one in the center tree for he said truly this was the son of God according to Luke he also said certainly this was the righteous man he owned Christ that day the words he spoke here evidently is an expression of him putting his faith in Christ he glorified God he said truly this is a righteous man he said truly this was the son of God and to know salvation you need to know Christ as the son of God that men and women tonight who are as familiar with the cross work of Christ as this centurion was would recognize the great sin they have committed in rejecting God's Son will bow the knee at the cross even tonight what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus and the Lord use his word tonight to save souls let's bow in prayer oh our dear Lord again before thee thank thee Lord for going to the cross for shedding thy blood for suffering for guilty hell deserving sinners O come and let us adore him Oh, come and let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Lord, bless thy word to hearts tonight. Write thy word upon our hearts. Dear Lord, use it to the glory and honor of thy holy name this evening. Bless our visitors. We thank thee for their presence. With them and they're going out and coming in. Now, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now. And until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away. Amen. <coughs>